All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey guys, I'm so excited for this episode. If you're a wellness coach, do not go anywhere because you need to listen to this woman. She is going to give us the lowdown on contracts. We're also going to talk about how to protect our brand, all those things that you are desiring and you want to know from an expert lawyer. So today I'm having Maria Alice on. She's going to tell you a little about herself. Can you just tell everyone a little about you before we dive into this exciting episode? Sure. I am. I'm an internet and IP lawyer, IP meaning your copyright and trademark, and I'm based in Nashville, Tennessee. I've been here for 12 years, and I help coaches and thought leaders to protect their creative content, their branding, their relationships, business relationships, and make sure they're doing business legally online. Which I think as wellness coaches, especially, we really need to make sure that we're doing this. Because if not, you know, we have so many, when I, when I think about wellness coaching, we're telling somebody, oh, eat this, don't eat this. And we really have to be careful. So why don't we dive into those coaching contracts? These scared the bejesus out of me because I didn't <laughs> want anybody to think that I was like creating too much of this boundary. I know that sounds crazy, but in the beginning stages of my business, I was like extremely scared. Oh my God, they're going to have to. They're going to have to fill out these additional contracts. But later I started to see how important it was. Yes. So let's talk about these contracts a coach needs. Yeah. And a lot of it comes down to, you know, practicing what we preach, because I know a lot of coaches talk about boundaries, but a lot of coaches are very giving. And so there's this mindset thing that happens when it's your business and your contract where we don't know how somebody's going to feel if we present them with a contract. We don't want to be too, you know, what's the word? Not confrontational, but too assertive. Pushy. Yeah, pushy. Uh, we don't want to put a document in front of them with a bunch of legalese. They get scared and then they, you know, they ghost us. So so there's a lot of emotions and, and mindset issues when it comes to contracts. But if you peel all of that back, truly all a contract is, is, it's there to make sure you and the client are on the same page in terms of who's paying what, in terms of what you're going to be doing for them so that they can't come back and say, wait, I thought we were going to be doing this or, you know, it eliminates confusion. So lessen the anxiety and get with the contract. <laughs> yes. So what are the contracts that say we're having a person who's doing one-on-one -on -one coaching? What type of contracts mm -hmm. do you suggest for one-on-one -on -one coaching? Is that any different actually from group coaching? Yeah. So what it would come down to there is 
just a difference between what you're providing and, you know, in the group, in the group setting, you know, if there's up another platform that you're using, like a Facebook group or a Voxer is a part of it, you know, spelling out what goes into that package, mm-hmm. as opposed to when you're doing one-on-one coaching, what goes into that package. And then if somebody's doing a group, when do you typically suggest your clients that they provide this contract? Is it right when somebody buys? Yeah, I think, you know, as one, when they're in that buying process, so many people are used to seeing if it's a group, if it's a group coaching program, sometimes, I mean, even depending on the size of the group, it might be depending on how you have your, um, your cart set up or your e-commerce set up. Yeah, it might be a click to agree. Now I, I'm all about, you know, efficiency and having your privacy policy on your website and that kind of thing. I'm hesitant to say, to use a click to agree in a group coaching setting, because you actually want them to look at it. (laughs) You don't want them to just click a box and be like, okay, great. I've got a coach because you want them to really understand what's included. So keeping that in mind that, that that's, what's important so that everyone knows what's, what's, what's being performed and what's included. So you would say for somebody to for somebody to buy and then maybe individually send them the contract. Yeah, that's probably a best practice. Make it the easiest. Mm-hmm. And then if you're doing one-on-one, I assume that you're just including that in your package. Yep. And working with somebody too. Can you put them into any of these kind of third-party platforms to make it easier? Can you put yeah. coaching agreements into that? To automate? Yeah, for sure. There, I mean, there are, there are options. So there's Dubsado, that's a popular one, HoneyBook, those types of platforms, absolutely. You can use them so that you uh, it auto-populates what's included in, you know, your diamond package versus your sapphire package or whatever it is. So that it I bet you could even do that if people are checking out like in Acuity, I bet you can put your contract right in there as well. I know a lot yeah. of coaches use practice better and I'm assuming mm, yeah. that can be done. All right. Wonderful. So we've gone to that. So we have the contracts for your coaching and then we have the contracts on your website. Let's talk about those contracts on the website. Yeah. So on your website, there are two kind of main contracts or policies that we're talking about. Uh, The first is your terms of use. Sometimes people say terms of service. They're really the same thing in that footer of your website. And the other is privacy policy. The terms of use are really a contract between you and the user or the person viewing your website. And it can vary, you know, if you're selling products on your website, your terms of use, you'll want to have a refund policy. You'll want to have, you know, if it's a physical product, your, your disclaimers on if you use this in an incorrect way, or if you get injured, that type of cover your, cover your behind. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. But also things like, you know, this is not medical advice. And that kind of stuff, you know, always check with your doctor before starting something new. That kind of stuff is more in the terms of use, whereas the privacy policy is more of a, here's the information that we collect from you and here's what we do with it. There have been a lot of laws in recent years that kind of crack down on this. It's really more for if you're selling your user's information. A lot of coaches aren't really doing that. So. But you they're do, not doing that. <laughs> yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. But yeah, that's the purpose is to make sure you have a policy that makes clear to your user 
the type of information you're collecting, whether it's actually information that they're inputting, like their email address, or if you're tracking them with a Google Analytics, you know, tracking their IP address or something, letting them know that you're tracking that and how you're using it. I've heard of a platform like Termly. Do you suggest that people go there or is it really important to work with somebody like yourself? It depends. It depends on your comfort level. There are platforms like that, that, that you can pay. I think it's a monthly fee. And if the law is updated, then they'll update your, you know, your policy. I would say just know, you know, I know not everybody wants to do this, but read it to make sure that it makes sense to you. Because if it doesn't make sense to you, it might not make sense to the user. And do you have it where people can personally work with you? Yeah, absolutely. I also have some some templates for sale on my website, but yeah, I'm happy to work with folks on uh, terms of use and privacy policies and coaching centers. <laughs> all, <that's- laughs> all that stuff, all that good legal stuff. What are some of the biggest mistakes that coaches make around their contracts? I, to me, it is not get, not drilling down enough on the services that are included, and that comes back to boundaries because coaches are. I'm 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 not a coach, you know. I'm a I'm a legal advisor, I guess you'd say, but my Enneagram is too, like I'm the helper. And so many coaches are that same way. That's why you're in this industry is to help. And so some have the tendency of like over delivering. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or if the client, you know, if there's a misunderstanding and the client says, I thought you were going to do this, then you say, okay, let's just do it. You know, making sure to guard your time in terms of what's included, and then also having a clear cancellation policy, mm-hmm. rescheduling policy, because again, you know, we all, there's only 24 hours in a day, there's only 30, 31 days in a month. If you block off time and devote it to a client, you are closed off from adding business in on that day. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yep. So it's treat yourself the way that you would treat, you know, and have it clearly defined. Yes, absolutely. I mean, would you say that good practice in the beginning of working together is actually going over this contract? Oh, that's an interesting idea. I don't think it's a bad, I don't, I don't think it's, I, I, yeah. I mean, I think maybe not the entire contract, right. but certainly, <laughs> you know, how to get best ways to get a hold of me. Here's what you can expect. Cancellation, pro- cancellation, policy. cancellation policy, those things for sure. I love that. I love that. I think making it the simplest for each coach and trying to visualize what that looks like when you're doing a group, what that looks like when you're doing one-on-one. Let's get to contracts or forms that you need for affiliate links. What do we need to know? Because I know lots of coaches have Amazon stores, lots of coaches do, do affiliate links of other people. What does need to be said on your website or in a blog post? Yeah, I think the most important thing to remember is that the F, F, FTC, gosh, FTC, FCC, I shouldn't mix that up, but they they have said that when it comes to affiliate links or even sponsored, you know, sponsored stuff, that on your website, you should have that little disclaimer mm-hmm. where your affiliate links are not on a separate page. Okay. So instead of see my affiliate link policy here and having a hyperlink, if you have, you know, supplements or whatever it is, like a section on your website where you've got your links there, put that disclaimer right there. And you don't have to say how much you're being paid. You can, you can wordsmith it so that it sounds, right. you know, we only, I, I only recommend products that I've used myself or I've only, you know, 
saying the, the, the right warm things that you need to say that are kind of on brand with you, but making it clear that these are affiliate links, these help to support my business, whatever it is. I love that. I love that. So let's let's turn this conversation in a different way. We talked about securing with contracts and forms and policies. Let's talk about making sure that you are building a brand that you're protecting. Mm -hmm. So what is really the essential steps to protect your brand? So in terms of your brand, a lot of times your brand might be your personal name, right? Your, your actual name. It might also be something like, it might be a, a more unique a wellness with wellness with Rachel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so the thing that I tell people that is always like a like glass breaking, you know, light bulb going off is that you can use the TM symbol, even if you don't have a registered trademark, you don't have to wait until you have a pending or registered trademark to use the TM symbol. Now, what does that do? That shows that you consider that name to be your trademark. And also, because a lot of people don't know the difference between TM and R, they see that TM and they think, oh, she's got her name trademark. Oh, wow. I, better, I better hands off that one. And so, so use that TM symbol because it can really help you, you know, ward off would-be copycats. Right. And so that brings me into a great question. So we're talking about brand and we think about coaches having their own programs, having their own content. Mm -hmm. When somebody does copy, and I'm seeing this a lot on like Instagram, when somebody does copy your entire profile, what can you, can you take any legal action? I mean, it's Instagram. So it's like, I think at most you're reporting it, but I want to talk about that. And then I want to talk about somebody else taking your program. Yes. Okay. So are you talking about when someone creates like an imposter account that they're pretending to be you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It has been incredibly frustrating. Lately. Well, and this is happening left and right. I mean, so, I feel like a few years ago, it was like, oh, every once in a while, but now it's like left and right. It's happening. So let's talk about it. Yes. Okay. Here are my tips in this scenario. Number one, make sure that your picture your little Instagram picture is your face because it is so hard. Even if you report it to Instagram, sometimes if it's your logo and it's a logo that's not registered with the trademark office, they don't really. Oh, wow. Right. Um, okay. your face, there's a whole procedure where, you know, you can send a copy, you can take a picture of your ID, show that that's you, and then they will take the imposter oh, down. Wow. So that's why it's good to use your face instead of a logo or instead of like a really tiny, you know, maybe full body shot, make sure your face is visible. The other thing is, I mean, work, work to get that blue check mark. Not everybody can do that, but it helps. And then, you know, tell, encourage people to sign up for your email list because you will, you know, your email list is yours and followers are not necessarily yours. Yeah. So push that email list every once in a while and, you know, knock on wood, if it happens, start notifying friends, start notifying, you know, off of Instagram so that nobody gets confused, start notifying people that, Hey, there's this person out there. Can you submit a takedown or a notification right. to Instagram? So really, I mean, really what it sounds like is when it's, which is why I think it's so important to have your list because you can have somebody, you can have your social media gone in a day. Yep. And not even for impersonation, just social right. 
sides too. And that I'm such an advocate for having, for having your list, your list, they would always say is like your wedding list. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's a good, that's a good one. I like that. So let's talk about if a coach, because I always hear these coaches say, I'm so scared that somebody's going to steal my program. Mm -hmm. What can they do to ensure, you know, that, that this is not going to happen to the best of their ability? I know that there's always going to be something that happens that is really one of those crappy situations, but what can a coach do to ensure that they have a good, healthy copyright going? Yeah. So I think the first thing to understand is the difference between an idea and an actual protectable copyright. So an idea, my I have two kind of go-to examples. One is Uber and Lyft, right? Same thing, same idea, different execution, different logos, maybe different interface when you open the apps. My other example is that Amy Porterfield and Jenna Kutcher, they're two really popular yeah. marketing gurus. They each have a course on building your email list, right? The idea for a course on building your email list is not what's protectable there. What's protectable is what's in the program, the videos, the worksheets, the text and graphics and images and, and things that go into the actual building out of the course, not just, I have an idea for a program. Right. So that's the first part of it is determining, okay, have they taken, have they actually taken part of my program, that's that's a problem. Or have they taken an idea for a program and kind of made it their own? That's when you have to kind of say, you know, it's still, even when you can tell that someone has taken it, it still stings, but it's not the le- the same type of legal issue that it is if someone actually takes your content. And so putting a copyright, like in the footers, like putting a copyright at the end and the beginning of the content, what would you suggest? Yeah. So definitely putting a copyright notice on any worksheets and videos is a great idea. Also, there's an option of registering that content with the copyright office. It's relatively inexpensive. The copyright office does have tutorials on how to register content with the copyright office. So you can go through there. Of course, you can hire an attorney to help if you, if it's kind of overwhelming, but they do have, like I said, tutorials on the copyright office website. And when you do that, let me back up. If you don't register the copyright office, you still have rights. You can still stop someone if you found out that they're copying. Right. But if you register it, you can stop someone and you're legally entitled to get your attorney's fees and you're legally entitled to get at least a certain amount of money at as little as $750 per infringement of your work and up to, you know, in really extreme cases, like $30,000 per infringement. Wow. So you hope it doesn't go to a lawsuit because that can cost more than 30 a lot of money <laughs> right a lot but it's good to have that in your back pocket because if you have to send a cease and desist letter to someone you've got that registered copyright and they see that you've got that registered copyright then it's like ooh i don't want to be on the hook for right. you know a lawsuit and attorney's fees and all of this money so they're more likely to pay attention right oh i love that i think that's such an interesting and i i think that part does sting but I love that example that you brought up of Jenna Kutcher and Amy Porterfield. They're both powerhouses. And I don't look at them in any competition because they're so, so uniquely different. Yep. And of course our programs and our courses are going to be so uniquely different because we're different people. Yes. So what would you say, would you say when we're talking contracts, we're talking policies, 
we're talking copyright, we're talking protecting our brand. What are some other areas that we don't think about when we think about protecting our brand? I think, oh, I think it's important to remember when you are creating content or adding content on your website or with marketing or whatever it is. If you have a podcast, if you have a YouTube show, making sure that any stock music images, you know, graphics, photos, that those stock things are properly sourced. So you're going to legitimate websites. There are free websites. Unsplash is a great example of um, royalty free images, but making sure that you are not just Googling royalty free images and taking images down Google image search or from Pinterest. Oi, I've had people say, you know, oh, I got this off of Pinterest. Pinterest is not. No, I mean, I remember when learning that lesson because I think they were cracking down on so many people doing it. And you even would say source information, but that's, but that's, if you can even find that source, Yeah, I know that coaches were just pulling down stuff. I know that I was doing that one time because I didn't think that it was wrong until somebody was like, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Do not even do this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> So is there anything else that I'm missing as far as protecting our business? I think we've gone through it. We've gone through name. We've gone through creative content. We've gone through website policies and using content online. We've talked about affiliates and disclaimers and sponsored posts. Yeah, we've talked about a lot. <laughs> Tell me before we even wrap this up. I know that we were before we started recording talking about just how we both like really align with that energetic sphere. Tell me your suggestions for that coach that is scared to bring that contract, you know, out because they may lose. What energetic component is there in the beauty? I know you said it's a beautiful contract to not have to not lose relationships. Yep. But how do you look at contracts? I mean, you have to think of, you have to get into that abundance mentality, right? And that scarcity. And that if you hand someone something, then they're, they're, you're going to lose them. And so better to, you know, essentially what you're saying by, by doing that is, oh, you know, my making sure that I'm protected and I'm covered, that's less important than getting this client because there might not be other clients. And, you know, I've been there, I, I've been in business seven years. And at the beginning, it's like, you want, you want the clients, you, you don't want to throw them <laughs> away. So you just scary. Want them. <laughs> yeah, it's so scary. But, Nobody talks about it. I mean, that's why I was like, let me ask this question, because we've talked about all these amazing policies and contracts, but you have to feel confident to do it and when to deliver them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so just knowing that, Again, that that contract mindset, it's it's just to make sure that you and your client understand what and what the expectations are of this relationship. That's it. And so we can't preach, you know, boundaries and abundance and you know wellness to our clients if we're not setting the example and practicing those things ourselves. I love that. The contract's your boundary. Yeah, yeah. That is, it's your beautiful boundary for your business. A loving boundary. (laughs) Well, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yes, absolutely. I'm on Instagram mostly at Spear IP Law. And my website is Spear, S-P-E-A-R-I-P, that's P as in Peter, dot com. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. 
make sure that you go, you listen, listen back to this episode. There's a lot of things that we talked about that are really necessary for you to have a thriving business and one that you don't have to be scared that you're going to lose it all. That's why we talked about brand. We talked about contracts. We talked about forms. We even talked about affiliate links. So make sure that you go and listen, follow Maria. And if you have any questions about her work, of course, contact her. All right, guys, we'll see you on the next episode. Maria, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.